Please be advised, this episode contains major spoilers for the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know what we do? You hunt Jedi. In actuality, I would say, the Jedi hunt themselves. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? You couldn't save Anakin. But you can save her. You don't need manners when you're talking to a lower life form. Then I guess I don't need manners when I'm talking to you. We both know why you're here. I am Hajalestri. Jedi, you found me. You're as good as they say. Have you ever been afraid of the dark? How does it feel when you turn on the light? I feel safe. Lord Vader will be pleased. You didn't know. He's alive, Obi-Wan. Pain has just begun. Welcome to High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes. We're back after a long COVID hiatus with a Obi-Wan mid-season take. Yes. Um, yes. I am Brett McKenzie here with my co-pilot. Stephen Garrett. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Something, <laughs> one thing that's missing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing. There have been many opportunities. Yes. Finally. We've had a few hellos, but not, not yes. any hello there's yet. Yes. Yes. Uh, be prepared for a lot of those peppered in uh, as you listen <laughs> Uh, to this episode. Yes, we will not <laughs> rob you of any hello there's, even though Ewan McGregor seems to be holding back. Um, so we are here to bring you up to speed and to give you some nuggets as we head into the final three episodes already mm-hmm. of Obi-Wan um, and to set the table with some Easter eggs and some reflections and some things that we thought we would see and have not seen and some things mm-hmm. we have been surprised to see because of celebration as well there's been a lot of giant announcements made mm-hmm. um, as to the future of of where the Star Wars franchise is headed so um, and lots of interviews I don't know if you had a chance to digest any of those but there was some pretty cool stuff yes. that came up there yes I um I've been enjoying watching um, and and having some FOMO for the people who are, have been there. I think Pedro Pascal is is always a favorite for me because he's not great at um, holding back. <laughs> sure. Like he he certainly hasn't gotten the Marvel style um, scoldings that <laughs> uh, Disney doles out to um folks when he's just like i'll be around forever and you know imagine season 51 of the mandalorian i'll still be here and also i'd love for oscar isaac to show up in the next season as poe because he's my best friend and we'll make it happen you know just all these promises um (laughs) that pedro pascal makes and i'm sure that disney will make it happen because they they realize he's um still of the new-ish Star Wars characters, he's like the the money take the money to the bank guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's sad, but there's plenty of Star Wars content to keep us uh, occupied between now and then. But we're not getting that 
third season until February. So. I know. Devastating. I was, I was assuming we would have another Thanksgiving to Christmas uh, present Yeah, from Mando. Um, but we did just in sort of getting us from, um, from yesterday to today, we did have sort of a mini Mando season uh, baked into the book of Boba Fett. Uh, and since we didn't get to it's recap true. that, yes, uh, on, on a our very, show. very unexpected. Uh, like, yeah, like almost I was just like, is, they just kind of threw an interlude in the middle of another show. Yeah, I which... have some theories about that. Uh, and I know we texted a little about it at the time. Yeah. My thinking was that maybe we would have um, some Mando-oriented episodes because the Star Wars streaming universe needed um, Tamora Morrison and um, Ming-Na um, in other shoots. They knew sure. they were needed to be filming elsewhere, maybe um with Ahsoka or even with Obi-Wan, um, we did see a Tamora cameo for a brief yes. moment, uh, sort of a homeless, a homeless ex, uh, clone trooper. Also the first time Tamora Morrison ever actually wore the physical armor for the, for the clone trooper. Yeah. Which um, I think is shocking that they just had CGI'd him. Yeah. Yeah. For all the other ones, like over, I don't know, like a mocap actor, but right. I, I thought that's like bizarre that that's the first time, given that you know he's <laughs> seen right. so many. But anyway, that thought and that, that was, was episode fact. two, right, mm -hmm. of uh, yeah. Obi Wan. So help a veteran get a warm meal. Yeah. You know, based on when we know that that episode to have been filming, assuming that. Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan had overlap in their shoot schedules. Obviously, he would have had to be in two places at once. Mm -hmm. I assume that is is why partially I think I imagine this is not the last we're seeing of Tem in Obi-Wan. I imagine there will be flashback sequences. You don't cast Hayden Christensen as Vader only to see him in a back to tank. Um but what are your sure. thoughts on that? I think Ahsoka went into production after, like, I don't know that they overlapped production. I was looking into this, um, but it's possible. And I, I do think that we're going to get more Samora Morrison. I think like a cut to Cody at some point would be really interesting considering that's like Obi-Wan was like close with him and that's who like betrayed him when he had the Order 66 uh, back when they uh, in in Revenge of the Sith, so I think that could be a really cool thing that they interject. But right, it certainly seems like we're going on another like rescue, right? Yeah, like it's there. We've had a rescue in Episode Two, and it appears like we're going to be going for probably the second half being a rescue of of Leia. So I don't know if it's going to be like a kind of like a Mandalorian kind of thing where they're going to like assemble he's going to assemble some some heroes to go with him or yeah it does feel like he's been um very on his own with the exception of our um delightful uh cameo um 
by another Game of Thrones veteran in episode yes. three, Indira Varma, um, which is, I was like, well, now we have to like find a way to reunite her with Pedro Pascal, her um, partner yeah. on yeah. Game of Thrones, who they both met really horrible fates on that show. Yes. Um, so hopefully she somehow survived that um, that third episode. Obviously she wasn't in the um, tunnels with Leia, who whose fate remains. So, not to get too much into that episode, that's something yeah, that we have to come to that. Talking about the tunnels, I I don't understand the tunnels. I don't understand <laughs> the layout is very how foggy. like yeah how like Riva goes from like this like taking the time to find the hidden passage area. And then she, you know, she touches like the Jedi emblem and all that kind of stuff finds then yet the, like the path, like that's there to go to the spaceport and somehow connects the dots to get to the spaceport before Leia does. Like, I don't quite understand how that happens. Dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Well, there's a couple weird editing things in episode She is three. a Jedi or ex-Jedi, right? Now, presumably. Presumably. So, presumably the youngling, right? She's presumably yeah. one of those younglings from the So, episode. I mean, the opening shot of the whole series, right? And when the scene opens for all of Obi-Wan, it's on a young black girl. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's kind of like that would be you would think that that's like a setup. Like why why yeah. would that be the zoomed in close up opening shot? We assume it has to be of a young Reva. Like yes. it has to it has to be. Like there's no other reason for that to be the child that they chose. Right. Um I agree. I think one of the other kids is Nari, the Jedi who dies in episode 1. Yeah. I think he's also one of those younglings. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, we know from what we know from Rebels and from the expanded universe of the Inquisitors that they're obviously like former disenchanted Jedi who, right. you know, chosen this path to like, they, they like Anakin have, you know, seen the flaws in the Jedi philosophy and right. now have reverted to extremist opposite views. First of all, like, I think Moses Ingram is just, um, like phenomenal. It's hard to, it's hard to like outshine, um, to outshine Ewan McGregor in his own series, but she's like, you know, she's, she's incredible. Um, yes. You yeah. know, just like with uh, any time we've had um, any actor of color in Star Wars take the shine, um, there's been like internet trolls uh, oh it's coming just, with gross racist messaging. And I would a point because yeah. we are both Stephen and I are white, so it's not like you need to listen to us talk about this, but I'd point anybody to the Midnight Boys Ringerverse podcast, the episode mm -hmm. that they did on um, their uh, episode three recap reaction yeah. was outstanding. Um, so if anyone wants to hear people um, far more qualified than us to talk about it, just go back and listen to their episode. But she's phenomenal the acting is so powerful the scene with her and the other inquisitors is like 
she just you know owns the room yeah um so really good casting just all around this show the casting is just so good and it's and mm-hmm. you kind of were worried going into it to be like who are they gonna put with you and mcgregor so like hold a candle so it's not just the you and mcgregor sure. show and they they did a great job just as you know disney does um, yeah Kathleen and kennedy and all of them do and there's certainly going to be more surprises yeah. in these last three episodes. I definitely think that in terms of kind of where things are going with, I think this is going to be a redemption arc for, for Riva. Yeah. I don't think she lives. I think yeah. she's going to die at the end of the series. And in, I think it's in a, um, in a good way. Yes. I think, like she, a, I, think Leia, I think Leia in her like infinite wisdom as a 10 year old, um <laughs> wait okay like, i'm gonna let you finish like in the words of kanye west but that child is not 10 i have yeah. a 10 year old daughter <laughs> and my 10 year old daughter was like oh that like that little kid you know it's like, really little yeah because my son was like this is when luke and leia are 10 and my daughter was like no, that kid is like six because my son is six. Yeah. And I was like, no, I think they purposefully cast like a little kid because Carrie Fisher is so little. Like, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is interesting because the kid that they cast for Luke definitely looks like looks older. Bigger. Looks bigger. Uh, <laughs> and he's not big either. So I was like, well, they did Mark Hamill like w- like good, but they. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I do think that her ab- presumed i'm assuming she's going to be abducted right that's yeah like i don't think she's going to outrun an inquisitor i don't think that's going to happen i think she is not necessarily all the way on the dark side because there's a line she cut off that lady's hand that was pretty rough but i think she's playing the long con like there was a line she delivered when what's his name is it fifth brother or the um yeah, I think so. Fifth brother. The guy, so it's the one she's in competition for uh-huh. yeah. the Grand Inquisitor role, like yeah. the the rivalry. Um mm-hmm. uh and she says to him because he's like I will get what I deserve. Third sister. And so will you. I hope so. first of all killing killing the grand inquisitor and like going on her own agenda Mm -hmm. from the other inquisitors i just feel like she has some sort of ulterior game it's so sith though right like it is it is but like maybe there's like just like there's a gray area for ahsoka um Mm -hmm. that's between jedi and non-jedi like maybe there's a gray area for her where she's operating and like i'm not into the jedi but i'm also not into this job but really there's like no other um, yeah there's no other place you know like where do you go like she can't go be some like independent non like an independent force wielder there's really none of those that are safe that are left like any force sensitive people get rounded up by the inquisitors anyway yeah so you gotta be one of them 
but she clearly has her own agenda and Vader's clearly okay with it. He doesn't care. He's like, F the grand inquisitor. Hello there. Um, I see your motivations. Like he's got his own game too. So. Yes. You know, with the inquisitorious, it's all about like getting ahead by any means necessary. Yeah. I see that as like her kind of like hunger for power would be very like typical of, of, of an inquisitor. Okay. But I also wonder if she, I mean, she knows that Vader was Anakin. Right. And so what was her relationship to Anakin? Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's like, maybe, maybe he trained her for like some time. Cause he definitely, we know he spent time at the temple training younglings. Cause we see that in clone wars. There's like video or was it in, I think it was actually in Rebels um, during that season when Ahsoka comes there. It, there's like that shows Anakin teaching, teaching younglings and lightsaber, I think, technique. Yeah, just, that's I right. I wonder, maybe she has a connection to him. And that's, maybe. maybe that's the draw as well. So I was wondering um, about just her and the other Inquisitors and mm-hmm. Vader in general. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about um, young Leia and you know the actress who plays her is Vivian Lyra Blair mm-hmm. um, who I just Wikipedia is 10 wow she's a small she's actually 10. older than my daughter so my daughter's <laughs> birthday is in July she'll be turning 10 and Vivian's birthday is today oh happy um, birthday Vivian wow no it was yesterday June 4th so she turned 10 yesterday. <laughs> so, so she was theoretically nine. She's a nine, month. Eight yeah. and a half, nine. She's a month, a month later than May the 4th being her birthday, which is kind yeah. of cool. Um, she is, we have seen her before in Bird Box as girl. Oh, that was okay. her breakout role. Um, and she was in other things like, oh, she was in Station 19. And a lot of other little things that she's appeared in, like Waco, which I also watched. Um, okay. So she's uh, she's making her. She's yeah, definitely going to season ten year old. We're going to see her uh, again, and I assume as the Star Wars universe grows, um, they were talking about how they're never going to have to like recast actors again. It's, we'll I see her as Leia 100%. again. I think that's like the stupidest thing that they could have said. I don't know. Yeah. In celebration, Kathleen Kennedy I know. was like, I'm like, you recast Han. I know. Like, I'm like, I'm also young... eager to see um, Sebastian our, Stan. Our solo. Yeah, I know. Luke, right. Luke Skywalker. I've been waiting to see <laughs> Sebastian Stan as Luke for <laughs> like 10 years now. Um, but anyway, so young Leia is, I think, uh, like a the the greatest send up to Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. ever like her uh, delivery just, just delightful in that every way granddaughter maybe line yeah. <laughs> is so Carrie and everything about how she's just like take charge in every situation but what I was um, talking to my brother about how on earth none of these people can detect that she is force sensitive let alone Anakin's daughter um is like so problematic for me um and my brother dylan was like i think she's just always force blocking um 
like, obviously the interrogation in a new hope fails miserably, like Vader's unable to interrogate her, but it's always bothered me that when he's unable to interrogate her, he's not like, why does that fail? Like, couldn't it be because she's force wielding? Like here's, this is something I've thought about too. Here's my, here's my thought on it is that the interrogation, there's not a lot of time in between when she's interrogated to being rescued. So I think, yeah, and, and I think maybe there's other things that are happening and Vader's having to focus on other, other things that are going on. That's like kind of my general idea of kind of how to like maybe explain that. But I think with like force sensitivity, they established that you can, uh, you can kind of get a sense of somebody's force sensitivity if they're like actively using powers but like really they got to do the blood test and like see what their midichlorian count is. So I like to think that that's how we get away with the fact that there, she hasn't been tested. Yeah. I guess the other thing is that he, I think she's using the, I think she's using the force all the time. If he thinks that she and Luke have been dead for 19 years, like maybe that, that detection is, somewhat diminished but it's just like it's clear from just how obi-wan is around her that it's so obvious that she gives off like padme vibe oh sure like and and her personality is there's so much padme to it so you would think because when vader gets aboard that ship and he's like your highness this and that like it's clear that they have awareness of each other mm-hmm. dip- diplomatically because she's right. not afraid of him. Like she's no. talking to him like a complete badass bitch. And he's just like, you know, you knew this was going to happen. Your highness. I know you're not on a diplomatic mission, yada, yada, yada. And like, she's just talking to him like completely fearlessly. Um, and yeah, which I feel like Rogue One. Yeah. Made that very problematic. Yeah. Because it's, there's like, He's terrifying. It's, yeah. And also like, no shit. They're not on a diplomatic mission. Yeah. You just, you just almost, in, you almost got into the ship. They've yeah. taken off and presumably like an hour later, they're like, all right, we had you in our yeah. clutches here. Like, yeah. we know you were just She's at a just battle. completely bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but anyway, like I think, and, and like, he's like, that's the other scene before this series, before this episode, episode three, that's like the most terrifying most people have ever seen Darth Vader. Uh, he um, straight up killed another kid. I know. So just like broke his neck in front of his parents yeah. like, for no reason. And he's that like was... dragging a lady through the street, which like yeah. the only thing that would have made that scene cooler is if it was set to Kate Bush's running up that hill. Um <laughs> uh to rile up the kate bush fans even further um but yeah no that i think that like his like the way that his like you can see even with the mask and the Mm -hmm. everything the way that when obi-wan flinches that vader's whole Mm -hmm. posture changes and he was about to kill that like couple that was clearly supposed to be like a like Anakin Padme like reminder but then he stops because he notices like there's Obi-Wan like I feel his you know presence Presence. or whatever 
like, it's just strange to me that you can be so close to your daughter and there's nothing, you know, like not anything. And I, she's half the woman that you like loved so much that you destroyed half of the galaxy for and so half you. And he, he's theoretically only spent time with them while they're in utero. Yeah. The children. And but I they're think, half him, you know, sure. like, I feel like that's just like, as, like I don't know, as a parent myself, yeah. it's just a weird, I'm not a Jedi, but as a he, parent myself, like. He's so full of hate, though. Yeah. And like malice. And he's so clouded by the dark side. It's even a weird situation in A New Hope. Probably after the Death Star died, everyone was like, this kid Luke Skywalker did it. And it's not like I don't think Skywalker is a very common name. And it's not until like. Yeah, he he goes by Skywalker. Like, right. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of like yeah How there's some like weird continuity not. things and he lives on his like mo- the farm home. where his yeah. mom died it's arguably the dumbest With place the to same hide droids hide one of the the droids yeah well the droids <laughs> are, are now on Alderaan now. yeah i know it's just like i don't know it, there's little things yeah like a that- suspension of uh but that's not that. how it was when George Lucas wrote the original series, you know, like that's the thing, like there's some things that are leaps and this whole Leia, um, this whole Leia plot that like, like, like Luke and Leia, like have a big smooch. I think George <laughs> was like, thinking well, they that said, they said that that was an afterthought though. Like initially when he wrote a new hope that wasn't supposed, they weren't supposed to be brother and sister. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it was supposed to be a love triangle with Leia and Luke yeah. and Han. So, so, so that's like a retcon. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas has done a, a, a few of those. Yeah. Uh, over over his time, like yeah. You no, know, I'm. I think what's interesting too, because this is this comes up right when like we get Obi Wan reflecting on his parents and his yeah. brother. I wonder if there's going to be a moment where. He, where obi-wan shares some type of like through the force like vision or shows shows her padme that's where then leia goes oh i remember my mother she was very beautiful kind but sad yeah who died when i was born yeah like, i'm wondering if that's how she ends up having yeah they're fixing all of those little little inconsistencies yeah the way that the trailer made it seem it seemed like we were gonna have like interactions with young luke because they shaped it up so much with like yeah. there's the vision there's him watching luke and then i yep. think that may be the, all that we're gonna see of luke um and with yeah. you know uncle owen um in the you know like lashing out at obi-wan and um <laughs> returning the awesome toy um that Obi-Wan so, gave Luke. Something that's interesting, and I don't hold a lot of stock in this because IMDB had originally said that Joel Edgerton and Bonnie, I can't say her last name, who plays Amperu. Yeah. They were in all six episodes. Now IMDB says they're in four episodes. Well, they weren't in episode three. Right. And they're in four. So, so that means theoretically, we'll get them that's two more. Correct. 
Yeah, it also says that Camille Nanjiani is going to be. Well, see, this whole thing doesn't make any sense because it yeah. says Benny Saf- Safdi, who plays Nari, is also in four episodes. So I don't really hold 100% yeah. stock that all of this is correct. No, I, I think there's a whole lot of um, little nuggets that got planted. I mean, it's just like in um, Infinity War when they put hulk as hulk in the trailer and then in the movie it was actually bruce banner in the um the hulk buster suit um right right like they'll i mean this is the thing we can't trust anything that no disney puts out anymore because they just they are they have to thread a million different like leads for people like us to follow i think that was my my theory i had heard that there would be a potential Leia plot. Um, That's what got spoiled for me. Yeah, that I I had heard that, and then um, I mean, I'm delighted by how it turned out. Um, and then I'm looking, mm-hmm. I'm looking through the um, like the episodes that are happening. I'm always looking for more. Like when um, in episode two, that scene where. Uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan turns like chemist for um like a oh, like to, to like create break, a diversion like breaking bad star wars <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah. randomly turns chemist for a brief uh a brief moment and then like he gets into the hallway and he's fighting a dude with Darth Maul head and I was like is that like is that Ray Park or is that like one of Ray Park's stunt doubles or like is does that yeah. guy have like face tats like Maul, but he's a white guy? And like I was like, what is happening? And I yeah. like went back and rewatched it a bunch of times to see if I could recognize the dude. And I didn't. And I then I went and looked on IMDb and it wasn't him. So I was like, oh man, that would have yeah. been such a cool opportunity for it to be like Ray Park, not as Maul. But then right. I was like, well, maybe it's not him because Ray Park is actually, and they've all been saying, no, there's not going to be Maul and Obi-Wan. But they like, why would they go out of their way to say there's not going to be Maul? So yeah, because he, he's still alive at this yeah. point. And um, yeah, I, I think he was in going to be in the original treatment yeah that was apparently way too dark that they decided not to do <laughs> darker um, than yeah darker, darker than, than Miss. vader killing children yeah for no reason in the streets and yeah dragging pretty... dragging obi-wan through the fire, the fire. Oh, yeah I, I loved it i loved that so much just so just um, so um oh and he's like your pain's only begun you're just yeah. like oh yeah, it's I it's interesting why he lets him go. I don't yeah. I don't 100 percent understand. Yeah, that. Well, I guess he point. has darker, darker plans for yeah. whatever is coming next is going to yeah. be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the thing though. you were talking about. You don't understand the layout of the tunnels. I don't understand the layout of this planet. Oh, um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one point. uh you McGregor runs past a little thing yeah. and runs out the same place yeah. he ran out There's just into. a bunch of uh, like, confusing, like the village is set like any village in Star Wars where it's like one, one street, right. like a Western, it's just like right. everything in Mandalorian. It's like a Western right. town, just like Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, There's like a street, 
that all the bad guys can come down and stores on either side because they're shooting in that like dome structure yeah so so they have to pretty much always have yeah it's the same yeah the same set that they're always going to use just like with different like slightly different um you know same probably the same characters just in different costumes and uh yeah all those people are probably about to get slaughtered like when the inquisitors and stormtroopers are like crowding them together in the streets, I'm pretty sure they're just going to kill them all. Probably. Um, but then he's like in this weird oil refinery type, like junkyard field with a bunch of What's hills. It it's like and, Vixium or yeah. Vir- Viridium. Or- it's like, yeah. Like it's one of the, it's just like one of the planets from Han Solo. It's like a mining system and there's Mapuzo. a whole bunch of, yeah. yeah, Mapuzo. And then they're just like, He's running around, but I, it feels to me like when you're playing Mist and you're in like an area of the game where you're not supposed to be, and yeah. like you just keep running into the same, yeah, like the same, same hills, and you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to get out yeah. of this. Um, yeah. And so he's just, he's just there, like running around, um, and and like he can't see, which is frustrating because it's just making me feel like I like just recovering from COVID. I have such brain fog. So he's just making me feel old and like he's using his lightsaber, but it's just like, that's just making matters worse. Cause it's like yeah. too bright. Right. And <laughs> he's yeah. like blinding himself. It's And then Vader just like, there's so many opportunities for Vader to have killed him. Um, yeah, I think he's, but he to just enjoy. like stand, like lurks behind him like a giant, you know, ghost or something, and then yeah. Obi Wan just runs away again. Yeah, it's it's certainly from where we where they last met from <laughs> the like really flip, a letdown, flipping around <laughs> and twirling lightsabers yeah. to like yeah, basically Kenobi. I mean, he's presumably pretty much shut himself off from the Force to hide. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, he does he's not suck. Good. That's... And he's using a whole lot of that blaster more than anything else. Like, yeah. I mean, with all this stuff protecting Leia, it's all about that blaster. And they, right. they were one of the um sites I was, I think it was on Screen Rant. I read this article and it was like, well, the way that Obi-Wan uses the blaster clearly inspires Leia in a new hope where um she's like someone's got to save our skins and she shoots like the the um to open the door to the trash compactor yeah. um because like you know han and luke are so ineffective in that yeah. fight scene yeah so she's like picked up from obi-wan how to use a blaster which is ironic because he was such an advocate for like guns are so so uncivilized so uncivilized so uncivilized maybe I wonder... we're maybe we're gonna get she asks uh tala Mm-hmm. for like shooting lessons yeah you know yeah. maybe maybe there's uh something to be said about that but i think i wonder too like i mean we haven't we don't know because vader's just got like he's getting put into the armor and like it's been 10 years we presume since like the first mm-hmm. yeah but we don't know like how he's had to learn how to fight in the armor we have oh we do in the comics so you got to go okay. like, get a deep dive. It's apparently he sucks at it for a I while. I was going to say, I mean, you have Obi-Wan who sucks because he hasn't used his skills in a while. And you have Vader mm-hmm. like learning how to navigate with hands and feet that aren't his and in this giant suit. And it's like a lot of it is just having to use the force to 
know how to navigate in the, the suit something that is also really cool that they talk about in the comics and it's been a little while since i read the darth vader comics which yeah. if folks want to get into star wars comics i think that that's actually a really good place yeah. to start they're really that's what i've heard too they're I've really heard, solid I've heard one of them um but the emperor keeps him in constant like when they built the suit he could have made it so it, he wasn't in pain but whenever vader's in the suit he's in constant pain chronic Ugh. pain so like that's constantly feeding his like dark side and malice so awful. and so like part of that comic is like him just like suffering suffering and like not able to use a lightsaber well and like getting the shit kicked out of him and so it's interesting because like we're also seeing then like you were even kind of alluding to too and saying just like we're seeing this oh go away this just very ineffective obi-wan who's having to use i think he's using a blaster because he can't use his lightsaber well because if you're not like flowing with the force that's how you use your lightsaber well. Like that's presumably how Ray was so adept at using a lightsaber, having never used one before, was through yeah. just her connection with the Force. Is yeah, what, is really what gives you that, you know, that ability. And so he's not using the Force. Well, it's interesting that the most powerful f- figures in, like, you've got some force wielding teenagers are like on one half of the most powerful side of of um the universe and then the other side you've got people in suits that it seems like would really hinder you in a fight like mando and boba fett yeah and darth vader um who are you know epic um and it didn't get there overnight i mean boba fett you know boba fett maybe has a leg up because he was trained from being a child in a suit and i guess mando too right um but darth vader is someone who had to really learn and it sounds like a brutal and awful way yeah um but yeah it's 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 interesting um just the brute the brute force and rage and i don't know if the actor in the suit is actually hayden i don't think it is sometimes it is i think for the stunt stuff it's not but like he had like a vader coach to like teach him how to walk around in the suit like how how like how hayden would be able to like channel that like energy because the main the main shots the guy's like six seven or something who's in the video yeah suit. it was cool to see him in that creeped out hallucination oh that god that had. was that was awesome i want more of that i want more i want more more of that just like the horror of that was very um i don't know like seventh seal or like very just it was great I, that was one of my favorite shots of the episode. And so Darth Vader is played by three people. We all mm-hmm. work together. It's me, Hayden, and Tom O'Connell. Um, Bistrovsky and Christensen are responsible for the acting, while O'Connell is Vader's fight choreographer. Um, Bistrovsky confirmed that Christensen gets replaced during scenes where Vader is fighting, as well as any full body shots. 
Mm-hmm. Ethan and I both act in Darth Vader scenes. We bring the character and emotions and pain and suffering. I'm six seven, so when you see a full body shot, it looks better having an actor than a CGI. Tom is the fights. Full body with helmet on is me. Hayden carries the heaviest burden of all, the pain and betrayal of his best friend and once mentor. So his physical preparation had the doubles shaking in their boots. Hayden wore the suit. I wore the suit. Tom wore the suit. We all worked together to create the best character we possibly can. Without Hayden, there would be no story to tell. He bulked up. He was so swole when he arrived to set that both Tom and I quivered in our muscle suits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's vague. Um, Yeah. It sounds like anytime there's not, it's not a full body shot. So like, Mm-hmm. I think it's like when Vader reacted to recognizing Obi-Wan was there. Yeah, I think that it was, was like a, yeah, yeah. T- it was like a waist up scene. Yeah. So, sort of like anytime we're on Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a Hayden Christensen. Um, yeah. The yeah. reflection of the flames in the eyes, which um, Alex, who's been on, on the pod, was like, it's very, yeah. that's very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And- vader's looking on seeing luke yeah watching luke and the emperor battle. yeah well what um what easter eggs yes and what predictions do we have because we've we uh we're Again, this is a brief this is a brief episode for us yes. but we'll we'll follow so, it up for next week so um one thing that was pretty cool that you have to do some sleuthing in the imdb uh cast list to see is in uh, episode two where Haja's meeting with that uh, mother and son, um, yeah. sending them away. Haja, that the um, fake Jedi, uh, Camille Nanjani's uh, yes. uh, fake, but maybe not fake Jedi. It's, it, yeah, it's an interesting, vague, uh, vague uh, it's very vague parlor trick, uh, magnets and shadows. Yes. Jedi. Um, the boys listing. As their first, no last name, but first name is Corin. Um, and then the mother's name, Naichi, I think. Yeah, that sounds and about. Uh... She is listed, she's listed in the credits as that. And Corin's mother, so Corin Horn from, from the EU, you might know him from like Rogue, Rogue Squadron and like Je- uh, Luke's Jedi Temple, he's yeah. force sensitive, um, appears to be now canonized. And actually, age wise, He's pretty much the same age as Luke. So seems to be the same character. So hoping that we're going to actually maybe get some more of those EU characters uh, peppered yeah. in to things like Ahsoka or, you know, the Tales of the Jedi animation series, right? Where that's going to kind of maybe open the door for these kind of like short little, maybe we'll get a Luke one of those in their next season or and and have some of the temple stuff. So I don't know. That was a, that was a really neat little um, Easter egg. And then the other Jedi that is mentioned who is Quinlan Voss, who yep. um, is, is in a book with Asajj Ventress. They were, they were lovers. Um, and he had a little dip to the dark side at some point. Um, also is the, he was live action in episode one. We see him very briefly on Tatooine. Um, kind of around that Sabalba scene before the pod races when they're just yeah. kind of like walking around. And then is in an episode or two of Clone Wars. So it's cool to see him, you know, he's still alive and kicking it. So maybe we'll get him in Andor. Still not. Yeah. 
still not uh i wouldn't be surprised i i really thought he was going to be in this the show so I yeah. would, maybe he's going to make an appearance um in these last three episodes or there's already we'll been see. rumors that they're greenlit a second mini series for it so yeah i, think, we'll I don't see. think this is the end of uh of kenobi um yeah well, so yeah those those are Va- two, Voss two yeah turning out to be like a star wars universe last name like uh smith because yeah. we had dryden voss and this is true <laughs> this is true yeah it's yeah. the yeah so it'll be interesting um you know i i think I don't know where this is going to go. I mean, obviously there's probably going to be another rescue. So yeah. I, you know, and hopefully uh, Obi-Wan uh, recruits some assistance and doesn't just have to go it alone with his blaster. Um, so, I think he needs somebody to, to be a sparring partner to help beef him back up to, I, like, I don't I, think he's going to get there alone. You no. know, I, uh, hopefully no. it's a, a force ghost of uh, Qui-Gon. It, a 100% or Yoda. Maybe Yoda comes back to help him. Like um, Yoda. Okay. So we know we, we have like the battle meditation ability that Luke uses. Yeah. Like Yoda could project himself. Mm-hmm. Tim, because he's still on Dagobah kicking it there. Like he can. Maybe could, he, maybe he leaves Dagobah. We don't know. It's it's very possible. <laughs> Who else um, is available? Like the resources are pretty thin, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's Cal Kestis, there's um Kanan. Yeah, there's... there is Kanan. That's that's and it would be really cool if it was Freddie Prince Jr. who showed oh, up. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, um who's been laying low, you know. We haven't seen a lot yeah, of Freddie during there... other than I guess he's rights for WWE. I think so. Um, yeah. But <laughs> there's there's Gungi, the Wookiee Jedi that they show has survived in Bad Batch. True. Yeah. Um, but he might die in Bad Batch. So I don't know. I think that we're gonna get a meditation where he'll finally connect with Qui-Gon and reconnect to the force, and then we'll see quite we'll see Obi-Wan yeah, be a, you can, be a bit of be a badass. By a, you can be trained by a force ghost. We know that. Yeah. So yeah. Because we know um, we know Qui Gon's that we know that uh, Liam Neeson's in it, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's at least for clearly voice, calling voiceover. calling for some help. Yeah. Um, and he's got this badass. I don't think that Indira Varma's done. You know, he's no a badass. She's clearly in shape. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got Camille uh, Nanjani's character is clearly coming coming back for. Let's not all we're gonna see of him, right? um i think we're going to mustafar though i think we're gonna get a a rematch in the lava i think that's happening yeah and i mean they gotta honor the classic new hope like last time we met you were the teacher and i was the apprentice yes so it's kind of like we got to see him we got to see obi-wan be obi-wan yeah um, interesting to note is that the voice of uh, Darth Vader is um, it, we're hearing James Earl Jones, but it's the respeecher technology, yes. same that they Crazy. use with Mark Hamill. It's um, amazing. There are moments though where they mix Hayden Christensen reading the line into so um, cool. James Earl Jones, um, especially in like moments where he's angry. Um, so you'll hear nuanced, um, voice mix. Some fans are angry and hate respeecher. I don't oh, mind it. I think it's, 
I legitimately, legitimately love it. Um, yeah, it's just part of the Disney magic, I think. I mean, because we had we had James Earl Jones do regular line readings, I think, yeah. for both Rebels and for Rogue One. And he yeah. sounds like he's 90, 91 I mean, years old. He is, yeah, he it's is not going to work. You're not going to so, have a 20 or 30 year old Darth Vader yeah. with a 91 year old's voice. So I do that would like be very strange. It straight up sounds like James Earl Jones when he was yeah. doing recordings in like the 70s and 80s, which I yeah. think is. It's great. That's age appropriate. And um, I think the other thing that's interesting to me, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause about the whole experience is I know that you and McGregor um, said prior to shooting the show that the biggest struggle for him was getting the voice right for Mm -hmm. um, Obi-Wan, both coming coming back to the character himself 20 years later was a challenge. Um, so getting his own voice as the character, right. And mixing in nuances of Alec Guinness, um, was, was challenging too. Um, so he like listened to a lot of Alec Guinness as, as Obi-Wan and then Alec Guinness doing other works. And then he listened to himself doing Obi-Wan. Right. And so it's, it sounds to me sometimes like he's harnessing like he's like holding his own self back a little bit in delivery mm. of lines and like he's very gravelly and like a toned down version of himself um so like i i wonder but it also fits because it feels like obi-wan like wearing handcuffs or something up to this point and so i do hope that whatever we see in these next three episodes he starts to like hello there unpunish himself or like relinquish some of that i would i I think so i think so i think the um the one thing that's weird another kind of like anomaly is the fact that when he's meeting with glowin that uh He's like, we talked about this. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. Yeah, he seems so hardcore about it. But, but he's <laughs> not like, he's actively like repressing the force yeah. for himself. So I'm like, not by hell? me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how the hell are you going to train him? Are you yeah. going to like, good guy's going to leave and go to like Dagobah? It's not even and, training like... him. He's like, yeah, the boy should learn about outer space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this <laughs> and is the, true. Owen's like, no, no. You know, I don't yeah. even want him to have a toy ship. Like he gets it back some somehow. He needs he to it. learn how to run a farm. Like yeah. and how to make milk. And it's just like yeah. that's so lame. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we're we're in for I think the best is yet to come, which is exciting. I think it's been a really cool setup. Um, very different approach from Deborah Chow to the setup for this series than we had from. Mm-hmm. Um, Book of Boba Fett. I think I liked Book of Boba Fett a lot more than um, other people that I heard from. I think a lot of people complained um, about the time warp structure of Boba Fett, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really enjoyed it as well. And I liked the approach to giving the indigenous peoples of Tatooine um, the limelight for a little bit. I liked, yes. I liked getting the backstory. I loved how they brought some of um, Tamara Morrison's uh, Kiwi background and like the Hakka tributes in oh, yeah. um, the movements and stuff. Man, um, I just wanted, 
I just wanted some desert power at the end. I wanted yeah. like a, I wanted a dune like moment where one of the sand one of the like sand people survived. I know, right? And then yeah. they come with this like army of sand people yeah, to help. No like, representation at the end. That was a that, real that was down. a bummer. That was a and bummer. Speaking of that and like kind of what we talked about before about the disappearance of Tem and um Mingna at moments of that series that were puzzling the whole episode that where they were just not involved at all. Um, when Mando was like Mando, um, for one and a half episodes, um, was interesting because Mingna was gone for the entire, like ultimate fight episode. Um, and we had more of those two, like, robot the big droid um cannons uh than we did of her in that episode which was weird and i'm like why do you take the best fighter out of the fight and i was like where is she you know where did she disappear to during that episode that seemed really strange and like she just comes back at the end for like to assassinate the uh, crime lords of tatooine um so that was that makes me wonder like well, where they where did Disney put her for that sure. that time yeah. period? I wonder if people got COVID and like maybe they didn't want to like call attention to it. It's possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Boba Fett just disappearing for <laughs> yeah one and for a half like episodes. a third, almost a third of this of the, yeah. his, his namesake. That um, just makes me wonder, like, I mean, were they yeah. recording some Bad Batch, you know, episodes Maybe. It's um, that we don't know about? Like, what, like, was he cast in some, like, you know, Marvel simultaneously was recording um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the same time people speculate that Samuel L. Jackson might show up in this show. Like, this party's over. That's enough. Comes and trains Obi Wan. Like I 100 percent think at some point we're going to not get Agents Mace, of Shield. Um, Mace Windu. Uh, this the Secret Wars show, mm-hmm. um, which Amelia Clark is also on. Another um, Star yeah, Wars character who right. disappeared with the rest of the solo cast, right? But we know she's off with Maul. So yeah, yeah. there's just a whole lot of interesting overlap, and then we know Ming-Na was on Agents of Shield, so like maybe right. there's some some need for her in the Marvel universe at some time, like sure. And Agents there's... of Shield was just added to MCU canon, so like there could there's like a whole bunch of places that they could have put them, but I just can't imagine like you have your own feature show on Disney Plus, and then we just pull these two characters and put them somewhere else. Like it seems really irresponsible. So unless it's something yeah. that was part of the greater Star Wars plot or somebody was ill, I can't imagine I think, what they would have done. Yeah. It wouldn't necessi- necessitate shutting down production right. on Book of Boba Fett. I think they were also scared that folks, people are so attached to Mando yeah. that they didn't want to go such a, a long stretch yeah. without us seeing like Grogu. And it was, I think, a big like, I mean, heck, we got like Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka again. Yeah, which I, I just, it almost like, felt too like too much good, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, "What? What? Like this? Yeah. Is, it was R two D two, and I yes. thought maybe this yeah. is all we're gonna see is Ahsoka and R two D two, and then it's Mando and Grogu. Then we get like and... fifteen minutes of Luke Skywalker like 
training and stuff and, and i'm just Pelly like is back yeah. And yeah like it's so, it was just too it was like too good dude. and i yeah. was like this is like two of the best episodes of mando and it's not even in man in mando so it was yeah, like mando 0.5 yeah in yeah. Bo- yeah so it was i wonder i wonder about if that's sort of going to be the norm because you also wonder like how much are we gonna like how much ahsoka is gonna carry ahsoka like how much andor is gonna well, carry andor there's a lot right and i of think crossover opportunity from the like sizzle reel that was like leaked from celebration it seems like the search for ezra is going to be yeah the front and center like we see Hera from from the back we saw yeah. Sabine looking at the mural that's at the very end yeah those characters are all in play right so now. and chopper and choppers in it as well yeah, so I saw like that. so I think that which is awesome like we're basically getting another season of rebels but in live action which I think is yeah that sans- is super cool that's what it should it should yeah. be like so I'm very, you know, and I Thrawn's going to be in it too, yeah. for sure. So yeah. she's looking for him. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because it's, they've straight up basically been like, I mean, we're going to get the Taika Waititi mm-hmm. show, movie, but like pretty much High Republic. That's it. Like yeah. everything's going to be TV. Like they're like, this is the medium we think Star Wars should be in, which I don't disagree. Yeah. It's, I mean, they've definitely pulled it off. They've earned the right to to yeah. stream whatever they want to stream so yeah well to be continued yes um, we'll have to wait a couple days to see what comes next and i imagine I think it's going to be a big episode episode four of these series tends to deliver a punch so especially yep. when we only get six i think it's going to be a big yeah. lead into the penultimate and the finale obviously is going to be spectacular so yeah. i think Hold on to your uh, hold on, hold on to your to bucks, your lightsabers, blasters, and we'll say goodbye now and hello yeah. there later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>